Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Welcome back, everybody. This is Taco Tuesday. And we're coming to you after a victory. The Lakers beat the Wolves 137-121. The Lakers now riding a three-game win streak since the All-Star break. I'm Alex Padilla at AlexPadilla86. He's Alex Regla at AlexMRegla. Alex, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good, man. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing a lot better that this was a quick game because that first mm-hmm. quarter... I think there was a combined 23 free throws or something like that. And I was like, we're going to be here a while. But this game ended up finishing about 9.50-something in in the evening. So I'm doing pretty good because it was a pretty quick game. Yeah, and I I don't remember the last time we've recorded on a Tuesday where we're recording wow, after a, a win. Yeah. So that's also nice. That is also nice. Uh, the Lakers back-to-back on a back-to-back victories. Um, the offense has been showing out the last two days, which is nice to see. 137 points tonight. Uh, Last night, they scored 128 in San Francisco against the Warriors. Let's start there, man. Let's just jump into it. Um, The offense, the last couple games, and then they did score 105 against the Pacers, the first game back from the All-Star break, without Anthony Davis, without Alex Caruso. What did you make of the Lakers' offense in this back-to-back yeah, I've been really impressed because, like you said, uh, they've they've been struggling. They struggled for a good maybe like 20, 25 games or so. Uh, even with AD and stuff, they haven't been their best. But um, the shooting has finally started to come around, it looks like. Uh, they shot 50% from three tonight. That's obviously a big improvement uh, compared to what they were doing before. Um, and also, I think just their ability to finish at the rim. They've been just dominating at the rim the last couple games they didn't miss one shot at the rim last game and tonight it feels like they made a ton there as well so they've just been filling it up from both like inside and outside and it's been really really good to see how much of that do you give credit when you're talking about points in the paint to Montrez Harrell Dude, the last four games before the All-Star break against the, the Kings, they did lose, but he scored 26 points. He scored 17 against the Pacers, 27 last night, and 25 tonight. If Montrez is going to average 20-plus points with it while Anthony Davis is out, <laughs> that's a very, very, very good thing for this team. He's been fantastic. I I don't know where this team would be like without Anthony Davis if Montrez hasn't played the way he's been playing. He's been amazing offensively. Uh like you mentioned last game, Golden State just had no no way to guard him. And then tonight as well, uh, Minnesota didn't have anyone to put on him. He's just he's just been a huge ball of energy. And I, I tweeted some stuff out earlier, but he just finishes everything at the rim. He has like these terrific hands that he catches, like passes that are really hard to get for a big guy. Like if they're bounce passes or if they're by his feet, if they're high, like he just catches everything. Like, I don't remember, like, do you remember, like, Kwame Brown's hands where he just would always <laughs> the drop bricks. the ball, right? It's, like, the opposite of that. He just catches everything and finishes it. It, it. It's it's crazy, actually. That's actually a been. great way to look at it because they're showing on Spectrum right now, they're showing replays of his night. And a lot of the passes are, are, are ones that he has to, like, bend over for or just kind of just grab out of nowhere. That's a really good point. I never really looked at it that way. Um, and then he, you pointed one out on Twitter that ridiculous pass from THT, somehow it found mm. Trez's hands. And that's great to see. And another thing with Trez is we've kept talking about 
the defensive liability when his when he is the center on the team when he goes up against premier big men another thing something that we haven't talked about is well what if the other team is playing a big center and trez is playing like he is this like no one that that's a bad matchup too if you flip it for teams so today it was carl anthony towns on him a little bit but that is something that I didn't really expect. Like, what if Trez turns into a 20-point-a-night score against taller guys that just cannot keep up with him? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, we, we do, like, just in general, we usually look at players, like, the things they can't do versus the things they can do. And, yeah, like you said, if Trez struggles to guard a big on one end, who knows if the big on the other end can guard Trez? So it's almost like they're canceling each other out and... When you also have LeBron and AD, like if you, those cancel out and you have the pluses on the other side, like that that averages out to usually some wins. But uh, yeah, like Carnathan Towns had a great game today, and he's going to score against almost any defender, like the best bigs do. But he only scored four more points than Montrezl Harrell did. Mm-hmm. So like that's a that's a win for the Lakers. Um, it's another so Trez scoring above twenty five points. LeBron with a back-to-back triple-double. Just saying that, I would expect the Lakers to win whoever they were playing. If if LeBron scores a triple-double and Trez scores over 25 points, I feel like that's a recipe for a Lakers victory against almost everybody. I mean, just look at the consistency. Like, not the, I mean, just the balance, I mean. Like, so you said LeBron had 25 in only 31 minutes. That's the big thing, right? Coming off a of back-to-back, he got to rest a little bit. Um, Keefe had 12 points. Schroeder had 16 points. THT, well, I, I'm sure we'll talk about him right now, but he had 16 points. Kuzma, 16 points. Harold, 25 points. Wes Matthews hit a couple threes. So there was some really good balance tonight. And especially when you're so shorthanded, you're missing a guy like Gasol, like Davis, um, some other reserves, like obviously don't play much, but just less bodies than usual. Having all these guys step up has been really big for them. And then LeBron definitely acted like it was a back-to-back because he shot three times in the first half this game. And then it was a close game. I believe it was 71-70 to at halftime. Like, there was no defense. It was was a pickup game the first half. (laughs) And then LeBron came out in the third quarter and was like, okay, let's play some defense. I'm going to make some shots. He had, like, this crazy block. He followed it by a three. He really turned the tempo up for the Lakers defensively. I mean, they still gave up 121 points, but they only gave up 51 in the second half. So that's an improvement over the first half. So when LeBron decided, okay, let's play, then the Lakers looked really, really good in the second half. He obviously, this is like the obvious quote of the, of the century, is that the Lakers go how LeBron goes. And the Timberwolves are not a good team. So I think LeBron kind of just kind of played it out a little bit in the first half. Let's see how the guys do without me. Let me just kind of lay back a little bit. Then he came out there in the second half, realized they needed him, and then boom, they go out. They win by 16. So do you think like his approach has changed at all with AD out? Like how he – like it's he's – like I remember with Kobe specifically, it was always like he would spend a half like passing and not really shooting just to kind of like get his feet wet a bit. And then the, the like the second half, he would just shoot the whole the whole the rest of the way. I, like – I'm not sure with having AD out. Do you think LeBron has had to change his game at all? Like, do you have you noticed anything different? I just feel like it's always an adjustment when you don't have your partner. Yeah, you know, maybe it took him a while to figure out how to really play with this team. 
and maybe you know the the strength of schedule hasn't been great yeah the warriors were good before a while but they've been so bad lately they just been really bad i think they've won one of their last eight or nine games so the strength of schedule hasn't been great since the all-star break but these are the kind of games and they showed a stat earlier um the lakers now after today are 18 and 3 versus teams under 500 so if you need to figure stuff out or make adjustments these are the exactly the kind of games where you do that so to answer your question he has looked at times like he's figuring it out in game Mm -hmm. I agree. I think I think he's getting uh, more comfortable with his new teammates. I I think the last few games, um, specifically, he's looked really comfortable with Trez. Like we saw, like that pick and roll sequence back down to the back stretch to back of yeah. the same play dunks. Yeah, and I I think even like besides that, um, like when to kind of give it to Schroeder and let him kind of run the offense for a little bit and him kind of either be the guy who's setting the screen. I thought him and THT had some really nice like uh, two-man uh, two man game sequences and stuff like that. So I think he's starting to get really familiar with this. And even like with Damian Jones, who's brand new to the team, like he's already like hooked up with some lobs to him. So I, I think he's starting to get familiar with his teammates. And that was expected. Like that, we knew there's going to be some growing pains with the new roster, a shortened off season. And it looks like they're finally starting to click without a, Adin Gasol. So when those guys do come back, hopefully it's uh, this stuff just carries over. Yeah, uh, Damian Jones. By the way, just total side note: Has he ever been in the dunk contest? Because his head, every time he dunks, <laughs> is above the rim. Every time. You know what's crazy? I've noticed with him. Yeah, yeah like you're right. He does. Like, he has crazy hops. But like when LeBron throws lobs to him, it's almost like he's late to them. But he still is able to get up there. <laughs> Like and still catch them. Like yeah. I remember with Dwight and Javale, there was almost like a little bit of like launch time, like when they would get off the floor. Jones is just like he can wait a second or two, then jump and still get it. So, like, how have you? What are your thoughts on Jones? He's provided some good sparks. He's provided some good defense. Like he, every, I wouldn't have expected more than he's providing from a ten from a ten day contract. Yeah. Like if anything more than he would have already provided would have been just extra. I I've actually been ex- he exceeded any expectations I had because I had none. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at too. Like I again, a ten a ten day guy usually doesn't play 16 minutes and start for you, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're the uh, reigning champions. You know, like that stuff just doesn't happen. I thought. You know what? Like he's done exactly what they've wanted him to do. Like he's catched lobs, he's protecting the rim. I thought he he had some good uh, defensive possessions against Cat tonight. Um, he's just playing hard. He's doing exactly what the team's asking him to do. And I'll be interested to see what happens after these ten days. I believe after the second ten day contract, they have to either sign him to a full year or release him. And that'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, considering the buyout market uh, coming up, so, but yeah, he's he's been he's been really serviceable, and they need that with Gasol and AD out. Yeah, for sure. And Gasol's been out for a long time. Anthony Davis is going to be out for at least the broadcast said at least three more weeks. So who knows how that? But and by the way, take your time. Yeah, take your time. Like yeah. I, I understand that that we all want Anthony Davis to be playing, but we all want Anthony Davis to be playing in the playoffs. So if it if you are sacrificing 
being the two versus being the four or five, but you have a healthy Anthony Davis, kind of worth it for me. In my, you know, if, if you're the two and Anthony Davis is out for the year, do you really have a chance to win the title? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I agree. And I, I again, I think a silver lining, like you never want AD to be out, like for any anything. But again, I like we mentioned, a guy like Trez is looking like he's finally kind of finding his role on this team. Um, THT is getting a lot. Like he he played 26 minutes tonight, which is a lot for THT. And he's been really good the last two games. So I think the other guys getting a chance to play and find their groove um, has been has been a positive in this absence with, uh, with AD being out. Is THT's passing what has impressed you the most this season? Or is there something that stands out? Listen, we always knew he could drive the ball in and make plays yeah. at, the, at the rim. Do you feel like his passing has stood out to you? I think it's just his poise. Like, he doesn't look nervous out there. Like, if you watch him... He's still a little wild, though. Oh, he is, yeah. And his defense sometimes, like, he just makes these pretty bad mistakes. A young player usually does. But, um, like, he has these moments in the pick and roll or, like, that that play you mentioned earlier when he, he drove to the lane and kind of bounced it to Trez. I have no idea how he made that pass and it got through. He has these kind of flashes or, like, it's him finishing at the rim, like, against just two guys or him just like lowering his shoulder and against like really strong guys like anthony edwards is a big guy and he just like bodied him getting to the rim like he has these flashes where it's like crap i forget he's this young this is really his first year playing in the nba so i've been really impressed the last two games specifically yeah it's been really good to see and like you said with caruso out he's obviously going to get more minutes i'm not yeah. sure when caruso's expected to come back whether that's uh, the next game or not? When is the next game? Uh, thir- I, I believe Thursday? they said that would be the earliest he can return for the concussion protocol stuff. Okay, so yeah, I mean, it's encourage. I think we're at the stage of the season where things like this are just really encouraging going forward. You know, it's not. You know, we maybe we overreacted in the beginning of the season because they didn't look so great, but yet we week after week we come in here. Lakers have the fourth the fourth best record in the NBA as of tonight, tied with the Nets. So. Despite all the injuries, despite not putting complete games together, despite question marks on the defensive end, despite not really having, in my opinion, not yours, a, a real good big man, they're still the fourth best team in the NBA as of today. And they're only two and a half games behind Utah for first in the West. Right. And so, Utah, though, has like the easiest schedule yeah. in the history of the NBA or something like that. Like the, the Utah schedule is what the Lakers first half schedule was. It was it's a very, very simple schedule. The Lakers do have the ninth toughest remaining schedule in the NBA. Um, a lot of East Coast teams. Did you notice that in the second half? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I wonder how that travel impacts them, too. But uh well, they yeah. are. They, tonight was the first of a three-game homestand, and then their next road game is in Phoenix. So, at least for the next week, uh, looks like they play four more times, and then we'll come back next Tuesday again. It looks like after the Pelicans at, at New Orleans. So two on the two at home against Charlotte and against Atlanta, and then one at Phoenix and one at Pelicans. That's the Lakers' next four games here coming up. Uh, before we jump to that, though. Um, do you think, like, how do I phrase this? Do you think that Frank, well, without Anthony Davis, knowing that he's out for three weeks, 
do you think that we might that it, is LeBron gonna just play through? Like he took the first game off against Sacramento, so he didn't have to fly to Sacramento because then he had to do the All Star break. But I was just thinking, do you think knowing that Anthony Davis will be out at least three weeks, maybe longer? Do you think we'll we'll see any break for LeBron, or is he just gonna play through? Uh like my hunch is he plays through. Um, again, it could be a circumstance where he logged like it, I, I'm knocking on wood here. I don't want I, I don't want another double overtime game. But if it's something like a double overtime game and it's a back to back, and it's against someone maybe I don't know like the Thunder or someone like and they can afford to rest them, then maybe I can see them doing that. But I, I, I think he's already come out and said that he's good to go uh, for the second half. And if they were already missing AD, I, I I don't I don't foresee that. Do you think he he gets some know, management there's good, games? There's a weird quirk coming up on Saturday, and they made okay. a point of it that the Lakers play at twelve thirty in the afternoon at Staples, and then they have oh. to play at Phoenix on Sunday night. So I think he'll play both, but there there's like little weird quirks like that where I could see. If he's down, because he obviously says he doesn't want to, but I, I it might be smart to just kind of not play him on just weird little things like that. I don't know how many more back to backs. I'd have to look ahead to to really take take a look at the schedule. Oh, they have one the twenty fifth and the twenty sixth back to back against the Sixers and the Cavs. You okay. know, like there's a couple back to backs. I'm like, you know what? Maybe it wouldn't be such a bad idea just to give him a day only because, and I'm only saying it because. He is going to have to, like tonight, even against bad teams, if the Lakers want to win, he's really got to push it with all these injuries. Yeah, so like that Cavs game, I can see him maybe sitting out. You know, like if it's against a team like that. And uh, yeah, like again, I, they have to be smart about it for sure. Um, they can't just rely on him to do everything and shoulder the load with AD being out. So um I think the like the ideal scenario is he plays and he doesn't have to exert too much energy like tonight where they did have this balanced attack where they had like five or six players in double figures. Um, there was obviously no defense really played this game. Yeah. So he got to like cherry pick a bit and just outlet pass a lot and stuff like that. So he got to rest kind of in game while playing. Um, so I think these are the kind of like win-win scenarios for the lakers these type of games okay here's why i bring it up because I, I i drew a blank and i try to hide it but here's why i'll just admit it now here's why i asked the question because have you really looked at the schedule going forward like in this is a very unforgiving nba season like they're playing every other day basically yeah but april just real quick just just listen to how crazy this this how tiring this sounds okay so uh, march 31st you play the bucks at staples and now, then you have a seven-game road trip, and here it is: April, Friday, April second at Sacramento; Sunday, April fourth at LA Clippers; Tuesday, April sixth at Toronto; Wow; Thursday, April eighth at Miami; Saturday, April tenth at Brooklyn; Monday, April twelfth at New York; then the next day, Tuesday at Charlotte; and then back at Staples for Thursday against Boston. And then two every two days, literally every two days, Boston, Utah, Utah, Dallas, Dallas, Orlando, Washington, Sacramento. They literally play every two days in April. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's why I, I, I brought it I up. Did. I was like, why did I want to talk about LeBron? That's why. Because AD is going to be out for a while. 
LeBron really does have to make this team go on most nights. There might be a night or two where somebody will, will, will pick it up and lead the way, but on a large portion of Laker games, LeBron is the one that's going to have to pick this team up. And when you look at that schedule, you're like, okay, maybe we should just give him a day off here and a game off here and there to not make him play every two days. I, I mean, this is looking even further ahead, but now that you mentioned the schedule, so like May 2nd, they played Toronto back to back May 3rd, Denver take a few days off May 6 Clippers back to back play the Blazers the 7th and then they play the Suns and then another back to back Knicks Rockets so they have three back to backs within about a two week stretch mm-hmm. towards the and end those of the are year not so easy I, I I can definitely see LeBron and AD sitting some of those out at yeah. the very end of the season but that's a ridiculous number of games in that short of a time yeah. period. Yeah. So I know that's getting ahead of ourselves. We're still obviously today's March 16th. So we still got two weeks in March before we get to that April. But hey, in, in March, they're playing every two or three days as well. So it's not much easier in March to just bring it up because for whatever reason, that seven game road trip against those opponents really stood out to me. And I just really think that I understand that LeBron wants to play. And if he's physically able to play, I'm sure he will. I just think with Anthony Davis out at least three more weeks, possibly more, that it would be smart to kind of save LeBron here and there if your opponent is as bad as like tonight, like the Wolves. You know what I mean? You know, absolutely. And I, that's something coming into the year we knew was going to be at the back of their minds, how much they were going to rely on LeBron and AD and how hard it would be for them to kind of just off a really long playoff run a short off season, jump right into a new year. And again, that was a big, I think, selling point to why they added a guy like Trez and a guy like Shooter to help have those guys kind of shouldered the slack for most of the year. And, you know, AD being out, that that was something no one really expected. And now LeBron's kind of here with this rest of the team. So I don't know how they adjust. Like maybe when AD gets back, maybe that's when LeBron could take a little bit of a break. But I don't know. It, it's and they went I'm eleven just, deep today. Yeah. Uh, I know Kaycock only played one minute there at the end, but they went eleven deep today. I would imagine that when Caruso and Gasol go back, that might be a normal thing now too. Eleven, twelve deep, just to ref- keep some guys fresh. Vogels mentioned that he does want to go like ten deep, ten, eleven deep. So that is something they've 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 uh, they've circled. That's something they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that if if. This team gets healthy. I mean, Dudley's out for a while as well. He was getting some minutes before the All-Star break. So if Caruso comes back on Thursday, Gasol comes back whenever it is that he comes back. I haven't heard any updates on that. Have you? No. I think that's... I I know Caruso's very close. He might he might play Thursday, but Gasol, I, I don't think we have any... No, we don't. Yeah. No idea. I'm interested in that matchup too on Thursday against LaMelo Ball and the, and the surprising Hornets. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, now that I look, now that you mentioned the schedule, I pulled it up and everything. They do play like some quick teams with Charlotte, Atlanta, uh, Phoenix, and then Pelicans. A lot of young legs, including Timberwolves tonight. So I wonder if how that impacts the Lakers. Also, if they're running a lot, if that they have to exert a lot of energy too. Well, at least against the Hornets, they're coming off a of back-to-back. They have to play at Denver tomorrow, and then they'll play in the Lakers in LA on Thursday. So that helps a little bit, at least for the Lakers there. Yeah. So I mean, to wrap up the game, like, is there anything else that you took away from the last two games, uh, or just with AD being out? 
Have you been surprised by anything? No, I mean, any I, neg- I, there's been a lot of positives. Any negatives or the things defense. you're concerned about? The defense. <laughs> yeah, but I, that was just tonight. Uh, Anthony Edwards came out so hot. That kid's going to be so good. Yeah. That kid's going to be so good. He's 19 years old. And, you know, he, he kind of slowed down there in the second half tonight. But I think the Lakers are just going to struggle playing defense this year. I think it's going to be – I'm not saying that effort-wise. I just think matchup-wise, the roster is – we've talked about this at nauseum on this podcast already, but that it's just a different roster than last year. And I think as it's currently built, they will struggle when they play guys like Carl Anthony Towns. But like you said earlier, he scores on everybody. Yeah. Um, and they're still, I think last I checked, they're still the best defense in the league. That said, um, <laughs> so it is crazy. Like, you know yeah, how numbers like, are weird though. Like today, just like, just no, looking no, at numbers, right. like LeBron was, was uh, his plus minus tonight was zero. Yeah. No. Like sometimes uh, I understand that the Lakers do have like on statistically, they do have a, a good defense. No, I get what you mean. It doesn't feel like they're the best defense all the time. I think last year it felt like it, right? Last year, it yeah, definitely felt definitely. like they were the best defense. And yeah. then now it's almost like you have to remind yourself or like someone. And then you kind of laugh at it like, oh, that's right. They're still the best defense. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I don't know how much that is credit to them. Like, obviously, it's credit to them. Um, they, they are a very good defense when they want to be. Like, against certain teams, when they actually try, they are very good defensively. Mm-hmm. And also just the rest of the league just trying to work themselves into game shape. The season's just been so weird. There's a lot of stats and numbers that are just, you, they need certain context, right? Like, Yeah. yeah. But uh, to talk about positives to wrap up tonight's game, I kind of put the last three games together just because since the All-Star break, Kuzma's been really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been really good. I think he had, uh, let's see, 24 against the Pacers, um, 17 against the Warriors, and then tonight he scored 16. So he's been really good. Obviously, we already talked about Montrez. I, I think that's the things. Those are the offensive contributions that they need. They need KCP to make threes. They need Kuzma and Trez to consistently score a lot of points. Whether that be, I think that's. Would you say that's like above fifteen for both of them every night? Um, like fifteen each. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's like a realistic. Like yeah. with Anthony Davis out, with Caruso out, with Gasol out, I think that's oh, yeah. that's necessary for them to win. Is for Trez and Kuz to score above 15. For KCP to hit threes, he, I know he hasn't scored uh, a bunch of points, but I just think those those are really positive signs to see. I think Kuzma's really filled into his role. I, you know, I, I've called him the utility man of the Lakers. I think that's obvious now to to everybody that watches. He's he can rebound. He's a little wild too. He's got a little THT in him. That air ball yesterday was hilarious. Um, and then today, I think he did. He only shoot one free throw today. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think and it, was it like and barely yeah. hit the rim. <laughs> you knew he was thinking about that thing barely touched the front of the rim. So the, to answer your question, uh, the, I'm a little still, you know, worried about the defense because sure. when you play better teams, I kind of want to see it. So Thursday, that's a good start to see kind of what they look like against a faster uh, guard driven team. And then the positives, Trez, amazing. Kuz, really yeah. good. Love that. You? Yeah, I it, it, I think the turnovers uh, is the besides the defense. I, I agree the defense does need to improve. But I, again, I think they're kind of uh, like burying themselves in a hole with turnovers early. Like last game, the first quarter, a lot of turnovers. This game, a lot of turnovers in the first quarter. Uh, even the Indiana game, there's a lot of turnovers. So they've been pretty sloppy. Um, 
some of those are just them. Some are just kind of like boneheaded ones, and some are like they have the right idea or they want to like make that extra pass, and it just wasn't a good sh- like they should have just taken a three instead. They like they swung it, and then they're against the shot clock. So just cleaning up their turnovers and fixing the defense. But uh, before before all this, it was the three point shooting, but suddenly they're making threes again, so that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think just correcting those couple things and hoping the offense stays on track and. I think they're they're in a good spot now. Cool. But before we do our weekly predictions for the next, uh, what is it, four games, uh, I'm Alex Padilla at AlexPadilla86 on Twitter. You're Alex Regla at AlexMRegla on Twitter. Have you written – I was off Twitter for during the, really that all-star break. I really kind of stayed off it. Were you, did you write anything? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, like we talked about off air, We I, I think both of us are going through like a, a big like house – life changes stuff yeah yeah yeah. so nothing no bad news it's good stuff but uh just very time consuming things in my free time outside of work so it's just it's made it really hard to find time to write and stuff but if you want to catch any new writing you can subscribe at throwdowns.substack and you'll get any new articles in your email there you go so go ahead and check that out and if you uh you guys haven't yet subscribed to this podcast. So hit subscribe wherever you're listening, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever. Uh, just go ahead and hit, uh, uh, subscribe there. And um, let's do this, man. Four more games uh, before we come back on air. They will play Thursday against the Hornets. And they play Saturday versus the Hawks. Both of those at home. Sunday at Phoenix. And Tuesday at the Pelicans. And that's when we will come back. And that's a 4.30 game for us. So we'll be not recording at 10.30 at night, which will be great. So um, what do you think? This is a little tougher. Charlotte, good. Phoenix, good. You know, New Orleans, okay. What do you think? I think Atlanta's like won like eight of their last nine games or something crazy like that too. Um, They're the seventh seed in the East right now. Wow. This is a tough one. But okay, before you you do the, the Atlanta one. Because, yes, they have won six in a row. But it's at a 1230 game in L.A. That's, which means that's they a trap fly, game for me. They, oh, yeah. That means they fly in Friday. or I'm assuming they fly in Friday. I, got, I would have to look at their schedule to see if they – maybe they play the Clippers first. Let me see. No, they play the Clippers after the Lakers. So they, they play at okay. Oklahoma, which means they might fly – that Thursday night, straight to LA, so they can chill in LA, <laughs> or they fly Friday morning, and they play at noon <laughs> on Saturday. That is a trap yeah, game for me. That's a big trap game. Uh, I say the next time we speak, four games: Hornets, Hawks, Suns, Pelicans. I think they they're three and one, and I have I don't know why that Hawks game just screams like a loss for whatever reason to me. So I think they lose that game. Okay. Well, what I was kind of thinking of a not a maybe a trap game wasn't what I was thinking. I was thinking Atlanta was just going to be hung over. Oh, okay. So I think that's a win. Um, I think the one that I'm really curious about is Thursday. A because uh, admittedly I don't watch Hornets play basketball. I just don't. They're fun. I know they are. I've seen a lot of highlights. So, but I have not sat down and watched Michael Jordan the Charlotte Hornets. It's just not. I, I'll just be honest with you. So it'll be my first time literally watching an entire Hornets game. So I have no idea what what that's going to look like. I think they'll beat the Hawks. I think the Suns game will be close, fifty fifty either way. 
And for whatever reason, I just I could be wrong. Do you feel like the Lakers just always beat the Pelicans now ever since the trade? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they'll beat the Pelicans. So at worst, two and two for me. I, I, I just really don't know much about the Hornets. I will start reading up about them before they play on Thursday, but I just don't know much. So we'll see what happens there. Um, and that's it, man. Well, it was great to be back. We took a week off because the All-Star break that I did not watch a single second of. I don't know if you did or not. But I did not. <laughs> I'm glad LeBron only played like 10 minutes and pulled himself out. Shout out, LeBron. Perfect thing to do. And it's good to be back, man. And we're going to go all the way through the NBA season. <laughs> this, If you haven't subscribed to this channel, do it because the Lakers play every two days. That is ridiculous. Like from now till the end of May. So... Uh, lots of basketball coming up. Silverscreenroll.com for all your Lakers news and the throwdowns for Alex's uh, variant uh, amount of writing. <laughs> Sporadic. <laughs> Sporadic. Yeah. He does it every now and then. But all right, man. Well, thank you uh, to everybody listening. Alex, we will talk to you next Tuesday after the Lakers take on the Pelicans, man. Have a good one. See ya. Right. Thank you, man.